0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, there are times when God looks like he's a little mean. And he looks like he's a little angry. It looks like he's just not having a good day. And there's an interesting point behind all of this. And it's really important that we look at all of this. First reading. I don't know if you noticed. But God said, they all sinned, they all deserve to die. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to start over with a different people. And Moses, literally days before he dies, he's talking, he's reminding the people of what happened 40 years earlier. And as he's going through all of this, he's trying to explain, Moses is going to try to explain something to them a little bit deeper. So here's a funny thing also. Today's gospel. This Canaanite woman's got a daughter who's in desperate need of a healing. She's she's got a demon, she's demoniac. And Jesus says, "Uh uh-uh, I didn't get sent to heal you guys. I got sent to heal the Israelites. Oh boy, what's going on with God? Because a lot of times we look at this and we go, you know, when God's having a bad day, I have a bad day. When something goes wrong with God, it goes wrong with me. Whatever happened to the good God who's always caring, and he's always forgiving, and he's always... There's a couple of things. Number one, God is truthful, and yet sometimes God will allow bad things to happen and their natural end in order to bring in a greater understanding and a greater, also, responsibility. And this is where I really want to get into See, last month, halfway through last month, sometime around, well actually it was September 13 or 14, we celebrated the Feast of the Cross. And the Chaldean Church, what it likes to do, and it looks like I'm changing the subject, I'm not. What it likes to do for four Sundays after that feast is meditate on the cross and some very important themes with the cross. One important theme of the cross, don't let anybody get you down you got Jesus next to you. you that's St. Paul's letter today. Rejoice. And I say to you again, rejoice. St. Paul is writing this letter from jail. After being beat up. After doing all of this. And he goes, the Lord is near. I'm not worried. Be happy. And he says, I can do all things for Christ who strengthens me. That's one important theme of the cross. But there's a very strange theme. And that's the one I want to get into. Is that God wants us to be like him and intercede on behalf of others. Because even though we can get lost in the first reading, with God getting angry and saying, all of you are going to die, what does Moses do? He says, no, Lord, forgive them. And this is, by the way, he's retelling the story 40 years later. In the original story, he actually says, take me. Take me on behalf of the rest of the world or at least the rest of your people. Take my life and spare theirs. Well there is an interesting point about the cross. This is sacrifice. Sacrifice on behalf of others. This is where I lose everything so that everybody else can gain everything. It's kind of like a good parent once they have a child. It's like I don't live for myself anymore. A good parent now lives on behalf of the child. Everything's for the child. If the child is not happy, I'm not happy. If the child is sad, I'm not going to be happy. But if the child is happy, I own the whole world. And this is actually the fatherhood of God. God wanted Moses to step up. God wasn't coming up and going, I'm done. I'm sick of this. He wants Moses to step up in preparation for Jesus to step up and to say, I'll do this. And here's a funny thing. Moses, who looks like Jesus now, how does he step up? He says, I lie prostrate in front of God for 40 days, 40 nights, praying, fasting, not eating anything, begging God to forgive. Wow! Moses is beginning to sound like Jesus. Even though Jesus came after many, many moons later. And this then becomes our story. But when we fail, when we fail to be Christ to others, And to me, it's like the story of the gospel today. So here's a Syrophoenician woman. She's a Canaanite. And by the way, Jews and Canaanites don't like each other. They hate each other. They fought each other. They've killed each other. They've raped each other. They absolutely hate each other. And it shows in the apostles. Here's this woman that needed help. The apostles should have gone to Jesus and said, please heal her daughter. They should have stepped up like Moses. And they didn't. They go out say, Can you get rid of this woman, please? She's really bothering us. And there's two ways to look at this. They could be saying, Can you just heal her daughter and just send her away? Or just get rid of her. And the funny thing is, when the woman comes up and says, My daughter has a demon, I wonder if some of the apostles would come up and think to themselves, Is it just your daughter who's got a demon? Your whole clan has got a demon. All of you, you're all evil. You're all dead to us. And Jesus doesn't respond right away. He wants to bring out a response from the people, from his apostles. These are going to be his leaders. And they don't say anything in the beginning, and neither does Jesus. Now the woman keeps coming. the, The woman keeps asking. And that's when the apostles come up and go, just get rid of her. He says, I wasn't sent for them. I was sent for only the Jews. That's kind of true. Jesus didn't lie, but Jesus wanted to teach the apostles that it's not just for you guys. So he started off with that. So the woman comes, kneels in front of Jesus, says, please, Lord. And Jesus tests now the woman, because he also wants to bring out her faith. And he says to her, I wasn't sent. You can't take food from children and give it to dogs. Guess who the dogs are? Oh, and by the way, we're not talking about fluffy, cute little dogs that we all like here in America. These are, in the, in the Semitic mind, these are ugly, horrible, disgusting things that you can call anybody. And this is what Jesus was quoting them calling her. But it seems like Jesus is angry and Jesus is Really ripping on her. And she says, Lord, but I know how beautiful you are. Lord, I know what you're all about. Lord, I know what your love is all about. And it's so overwhelming that not only do you feed your children, but you feed the dogs. That's us. And Jesus says, oh, finally somebody says something right. Great is your faith. And he only says that twice. And both times were non-Jews. What a slap in the face for the apostles. You guys think you're better than anybody else. And boy, are you not even close. By the way, just to give you a preparation for next Sunday, it's like the apostles that come into Jesus and says, Who's the greatest of, the, of us all? And Jesus says, None of you. Bring in a kid. It's a slap in the face. But Jesus doesn't slap in the face just because he's angry. Even that he's trying to tell them, look. My love isn't just for you. My love is for all of my children. Because she's not a dog. She's my child. And guess what? This is when the apostles, after the death and resurrection of Jesus and the coming of the Holy Spirit, they went all over the world. Like St. Thomas, who was one of the apostles, who's looking at this woman and saying, "Hey, she shouldn't be healed. Her daughter shouldn't be healed comes to us. Well, we shouldn't be healed either. Guys, we're just as bad as pagan, just as bad as the Canaanites. Oh, by the way, we destroyed the temple where God dwelt. So we actually did even worse. St. Thomas comes to us and says, you know how much Jesus loves you? So St. Thomas then becomes an image of the cross. He's now interceding. He's now coming in and saying, I want to show you the love of God on me. What God has done to me I want to do for you because you can't intercede on behalf of anybody if you don't have God inside of you and that's the true message of the cross it isn't just God died for me it is but it's a lot more than that it's also saying that God is near me I'm not gonna be afraid of anything even if I'm in prison being beaten up I'm gonna rejoice and i say it again I will rejoice and then God says I want to take you a step further I want you to be my face to the rest of the world. When Mother Teresa received a vision from Jesus Christ before she began her mission, she was just a regular nun, part of the Loretto nuns for 18 years. God says to her, I want you to be my face to the poorest of the poor. What a sacrifice did she give. And what an imitation of Jesus Christ was she. now, it's you and the key word here is sacrifice because when you sacrifice I love the word it comes from two Latin words which means to make holy so when a father or a mother sacrifice on behalf of their children they're making their kids holy when a child sacrifices on behalf of their parents they're making their parents holy when you see I'm gonna use bad words a bum in the street, you look down at and you say, that ugly person could have been somebody if they weren't so selfish and whatever. But if you sacrifice and you give him something and you pray for them, you've made that person holy. Oh, by the way, that's Jesus. This is taking the cross beyond just a thing that we hold or the thing that we put around our necks. We become the cross we become images of Jesus Christ and that's what happened to the apostles after they learned their lesson the hard way but the beautiful thing about it is Jesus is alive and I can see him right now in so many different faces in so many different people Christ is alive and because of you you're making Christ's graces be with us and grow with us For this, we all proclaim and say, Blessed be the name of Jesus, both now and forever. Amen. Amen.